Kia ora, fit like, and welcome back to the 4th and Forever podcast. The pads are on, the floodlights are lit, and the arduous four weeks of substandard preseason football has begun. The NFL season is almost here. My name is Stuart Bothwell, and joining me to share my delight in the start of the new season is my friend, co-host, and glutton for punishment for when it comes to deciding which NFL team to support, to quote him from just before we started recording, I like the pain. It's Darren Butter. How's it going, Darren? It's great. I do not enjoy the pain of preseason, though. No. Not enjoying these games. Haven't even. I think <clears throat> I watched the first ten minutes of Patriots Bills. It's Patriots. No Patriots Giants. Mm-hmm. And I haven't. I've seen like ten second highlights since. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it after the starters came out of that game. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm for for preseason stuff, it's just like I'll sit back, let it happen, and then I'll listen to the rumbles and maybe go and have a look at a couple of highlights. Check out a couple of players that I was already keen first, in. First half a week free. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like reinforce my own preconceptions about certain people. Like, oh, George Pickens' catch was nice. Yeah, I'll take take that one. Watch that one. Say, hey, I knew I was right. Superstar in the making, that sort of deal. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, we will see because preseason means less than nothing no, a lot no. of the time. So, uh, that's not to say that it can't end up. Uh, causing problems for some teams as well as um, you know actually good problems or bad problems in terms of however you want to manage your depth chart but um, yeah so today I think we'll just hit a couple of the articles in the news uh, at the moment uh, before we talk movers and shakers in the form of teams who have improved most and those who got worse and those agents of chaos for whom we simply do not know what's going to happen with so I guess um, the one thing that people have been really tracking very closely, most recently, is uh, Zach Wilson's injury setback. So during uh, his, what was it, second or f- like even f- maybe only drive. Yeah, the first. <clears throat> yeah, um, it was like two minutes in, like if that. Yeah, he ended up uh, running to the outside, cutting back inside, and a very weird sort of cut, and then just crumpled down into a heap. And everyone was thinking, oh God, that's that's it. Jet season is, is over before it's even began. Uh, Zach Wilson, we're not even going to get to know if this was him this year. Um, but it seems that the worst fears have been allayed. So it looks like it's going to be four weeks uh, with a meniscus tear and bone bruise. Which, uh, Darren, you've just been telling me wasn't actually caused by the cut, <laughs> but by the way that he fell on the turf. Yeah, so that whole play was Jordan Davis. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Davis interrupted that play far more than Wilson expected. And when he cut back in, well, he cut back in after seeing Davis because he didn't expect him to be there. And he, you know, you see it, he just cuts it such a weird way. So obviously the meniscus goes, he feels the pain, and then he kind of dive rolls into Davis, <clears throat> like across the floor, and gets crumpled up on himself mm-hmm. on the left knee yeah. and then Davis taps him down and Davis doesn't really hit him that hard but he definitely puts weight on him yeah yeah and I think if he just stayed on his feet he probably would have done less damage <laughs> to a meniscus at that point because meniscus is the bottom of your knee so yeah it wouldn't he could have done more damage um from the way he kind of freaked impact, out yeah. and dived to the ground but um I guess you're just taught as a quarterback to get down if you're injured and get down if you're going to get hit so he needs to um kind like of... learn to slide properly it seems because that, right. that's something that some quarterbacks have had problems with is either you know you take the hit 
or you you try and go down but you don't go down properly and then you end up doing yourself bother you're like you need to get that baseball slide in there and protect yourself especially in preseason yeah. good lord just run out of bounds Zach that was really dumb he did yeah at that point when he saw Davis <clears throat> coming cutting in there's no point in cutting back in yeah right? just run just, out just give yourself up and be it's... like look this is way bigger than a preseason game you don't need to throw yourself into it there. it's kind of similar to RG3 in the first game of the season mm. for the Browns when he tried to extend the play on like the second play of the game and got absolutely rattled out of bounds and it's just like yes. mate, you've just come back from injury yeah why'd you do this to yourself yeah so I I'm happy for him I was really worried for him I thought that because you know in your second year mm-hmm. that could be your career you yeah. know if the Jets go 16 oh, two and two and 15 and get Bryce Young like Mm-hmm. It's happened to, you know, Rosen. Jo- well, yeah, but Josh oh, Rosen was rubbish. never a good but, to begin with. But, you know, like if you're sitting on the sideline, you've got no influence on, on mm. the on the team or the game, and you know if Bryce Young or that are there, the Jets might move on. So it's he's given himself a chance. Um, and if I was the Jets, I just wouldn't be rushing him back. You know, yeah. you get two games to kind of tank. Mm-hmm. without an excuse and if you win them you win them but if you lose them it makes you you know you weren't gonna probably get playoffs this year anyway and if you're gonna get if you're gonna end up having a four-week injury layoff at any point during the season i guess preseason week one is probably the time to do it but it is maybe going to set them back in terms of their reps together and like i, I could then foresee a, a slower start for the jets at the beginning of the year than well the whole they, team's they new they haven't they only mm-hmm. have like yep. one offensive player that was there three years ago and it's Berrios who's Wilson's best friend so like there's literally it's all new so they're probably going to be slow to begin with anyway so. mm-hmm. and they, they start off with the uh, Ravens Browns Bengals and Steelers some good defences yeah so I think either way they're going to be going to be struggling a bit there to get anything out of those games you really games. want to be bringing them back against the Browns or the Steelers defence like if he hasn't played uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, when's their buy? He's like he's gonna have to come back at, at some point. Um, to have an early buy, that'd be pretty handy. Uh, I think they mm, maybe no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. I, I I don't know. I can't quite see here, but um, yeah, uh, they they've, they've got some problems, but it could have been a lot worse. Definitely. Um, so they may well have dodged a bullet here, but we shall see. Only time will tell, uh, as I always say. Um, Next on the agenda, Roquan Smith, Chicago Bears all-star linebacker, wants to get paid or get the hell out of Chi-Town. And who can complain? Who, who can come? Who can complain? Who can complain? Who can blame him? Is what I was really trying to say there before my tongue just fell out of my face. Yeah, um, it's it's strange because like you know Smith, he's off the ball linebacker. He's just it's one of these positions that you traditionally don't really. I say not even traditionally, but more the optics these days that so you don't really pay for. But the Bears aren't paying for anyone else in that roster at the moment. So would you just pay him and keep him around so you've got at least something to build around on that team? Because their their roster is uh, dire. Yeah, it depends on Eberflus's system, I think. Does he fit the system? Because if he doesn't, then there's no point. Um, I love that there's a meme that was like the magic box. And it was like, I can trade you a first round pick and you'll get Whatever's inside Whatever's this box. Whatever's inside this box. The box. Or the box. you can get Roquan Smith, who might be inside this box. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so <laughs> averagely a first round pick. Like, you know, he hasn't really done anything massively exciting. He isn't standing out on tape, but he's 
a starter. Mm. He's the best that they've got by a long way in that area as well. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a you know it's a philosophical question for whichever GM wanted to pick him up. Should probably have to pay a lot, like a second or a fir- an early second or mm-hmm. first. So do you just go? Well, he's a known quantity. That's a, a five-year starter. Let's get him. Mm. Or do you go? Well, we can draft. We think our scouts are better, and we'll get someone in the draft. Like, it's kind of a you know, snaking its tail. You can draft a Roquan Smith, or you can just have Roquan Smith. Like, yeah. I, th- I think the Bears will solve it, and they'll pay him in the end. Um, I don't think it'll be top money, but it'll be like enough that, for him that, to that get back on down. the field. Like, if I was him mm-hmm. on my last year, I don't want to play. Yeah, exactly. I want to play for that team on that field. Yeah, yeah. Which was on the news as well. Got the Players Association talking about the Soldier Field yesterday. And how bad it is, or yeah. with the surface. Yeah, because they're, well, they're playing, talking playing about Chicago Fire games on it, and oh. it's all ripped up in the rain. Yeah, they've been talking about putting a dome over it as well, or getting a brand new stadium entirely, or even what's the moving away from Chicago. Well, it's a council field, so good luck with that. It's not privately owned, so you can't really... It's not up to... The Bears, what they do with the stadium. Mm, mm, yeah, but like it's obviously it's a very uh, storied venue for for the NFL. Yeah, we've got but it. it doesn't mean it's any good. It's good, yeah. It's like <laughs> it could old, really like, do with like some the serious old investment. It's that story, oh, yeah, it's rubbish though. It's like yeah. flooding. <laughs> all the stories are awful. <laughs> 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 Nothing positive from this at all. The goalposts are sinking into the ground because it was built badly. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. Um, that that's effectively it. There's not really too much else going on other than just, you know, preseason's happening, but we're just letting that happen for now. We'll come back, we'll talk about people who are jumping out at us over the next little while. But um something else that's been happening at the moment is the release of the NFL's top one hundred. Uh, very gradually being dropped at the moment. So at the time of my uh investigation into this, it only got up to about seventy or eighty. Uh, I just had a couple of key ones that I wanted to to highlight for you, Darren. First of all, okay. Justin Tucker, first kicker to make the list at 94. I did see that. Just one spot behind Von Miller. Pass I think I'd rather Von Miller. Yeah, I think there's bad. been a big case being made for Justin Tucker, but him being like, you know, just he changes the game so his much that you wins, have to have him in. His wins above replacement and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I get it. Um, like, I just feel as if kickers should have, like, a completely separate list just being like look this guy is way better than everyone else really but it's hard to say that he's in that sort of you know area you know you could you could get someone else who's also very very good von miller be much higher as well (laughs) like let's be fair Mm, entirely likely especially given the the postseason you had there the money's getting paid yeah yeah um also uh kirk cousins comes in at 99 whilst mac jones 85 Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback right right now than Mac Jones. That's just yeah, ab- absolutely. I think people Kirk. are far too quick to anoint Mac Jones as a nailed-on all-star going forward. I'm like, I've not seen that from him yet. He's been he's been good for a rookie, but it's not been great. He's not been like a Justin Herbert sort of level or anything. It's, it is one thing. I, I the quarterback position in the NFL is what it is, but the the kind of media around it confuses me. Like everyone giving. Let's put this right. Everyone giving Justin Jefferson the praise mm-hmm. for getting two thousand yards receiving in two years. Yeah, but none of that's Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And then the same with like you know Josh Reynolds having a breakout year and Amon. Amon Russell Brown having a good year, but Jared Goff's done. 
Like, <laughs> you know, there's there's definitely kind of a picking and choosing with some of this I stuff. I mean, there's different ways in which you earn these yards and stuff. Like, is it because you're getting open and you're, you're making these catches in spite of poor quarterback play? Jefferson which therefore inflates the quarterback. thousand-yard wide receivers. They wouldn't be that if hmm. Kirk Cousins was rubbish. Yeah, right? no, like, I, I, I rate Kirk Cousins as a, as a, a good quarterback. Um, I would certainly rate him better than Mac Jones at this given moment in time. Yeah, there are like the guy is six thousand players in the league. So yeah, well, no, six hundred ish. What was it? It's more than that. It's fifty-three times thirty. Okay, well, it's <laughs> it's a lot. Right. Okay. For two. No, that's it. That's one. There we go. There we go. One thousand six hundred ninety-six. Yeah. Okay, so it's a plus. You know. Practice squad players. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I thought that was just a silly one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't get that at all. But this list doesn't have to make sense. So as Odell played like yeah, five like games, he's ninetieth. Yeah, I mean it's um, good to see him on the up again. But I also Alvin Kamara's fifty-seven. Yeah, massive drop for Alvin. Um, but I think that's you know based on he wasn't entirely available and before, be and he sure, won't be available for some of this year either. Um, so that's going to be a problem. But, um, yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Shaq Barrett, moves up two places from last year and at number 86. So congratulations, Shaquille Barrett. Good job, Shaq. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how, so the the quarter, really good quarterback for Florida, um, Anthony Richardson. Um, his, I think his, Tim Tebow. Sorry. His um, nickname was AR-15, which is mm-hmm. a gun. Yeah. And he said, don't call me that anymore. I don't yeah, want to be don't called that. Don't associate with that. Alvin Kamara, AK forty seven, said no such thing. He was like, "I like my nickname. Mm-hmm. Keep calling me that. <laughs> I don't care." So, don't know where that puts Alvin. He's having a bit of a time with the media and a bit of PR. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I'd be massively honest. Don't know if I want to be his PR person right he, now. Yeah, but... he could have. He could have done with just you know a nice little bit of positive press there. <laughs> uh, it just would have been just it'd been a token gesture because ultimately it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. But. Yeah, and like people are always going to say he's a gunslinger or anything like that, yeah. but I guess uh, you don't have much uh, AK-47s in the Wild West or anything like that, no. so you can't really have that like way of looking at it. Um, but, yeah. Oh, Alvin. Oh, oh Alvin. 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 Anyway, shall we move on to Movers and Shakers, Darren? If you like. Unless you have anything else do you want to raise. No, I... Actually, I said to you earlier, I don't understand why Mike Daniels is still under the NFL Top 100. Because he's entertaining. Does he's, he still get Pat McAfee in, or is he just like, no, I've got I don't know, stuff not now. in the 10, I, what, I watched the, t- the 100 to 90 earlier today, yeah. so I didn't realise it was out. Matt McAfee will be, he's, he's too big Mike for his boots now. The Kirk Cousins one, Mike Daniels will be like, I couldn't, I can't sack Kirk Cousins. Like, yes, Mike, you can't, because you're not in the league. Yeah, exactly. You haven't got much like I can't sack <laughs> yeah. Kirk Cousins. So, I also can't catch passes from him. I can't back him up. <laughs> I'll back, back him up if he's vaccinated. But <laughs> Oh, at that point, he's got COVID at the moment. Well, maybe, hopefully he doesn't die. Anyway. In, indeed. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, so he's out for a little while, it seems. Kellen Mondier has begun. <laughs> That'd be annoying, because I, like, just, uh, just, I, I just cut him from my retention list. Breaking our rules, Jared. Oh, no one fine. cares about your facts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. Uh, don't let me... <laughs> divulge that uh, anyway movers and shakers so I thought we would just start off with uh, with some good positivity and the teams that we thought had really developed themselves or taking the right steps towards making themselves competitive this year 
So like the ones who made the biggest leaps. So not necessarily who we believe to be the top team, but the ones who've made the biggest adjustments. Yeah. And so one of the ones that I've got on my list, just to start things off with, is the Miami Dolphins. Some of the things that they've done, I'll just list them out for you here. Signed Teron Armstead. That's not the one you thought I was going to start off with, was it? But Teron Armstead, the the left tackle there, is going to be a, a, a real game changer on that offensive line, which has been really bad. They've also added some other more depth there as well. Um, but of course, the, the headliner from this offseason was trading a bunch of picks, including first rounders for the most game-breaking receiver in the NFL, and Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs. Mike McDaniel comes over from a very creative offensive system in San Francisco. They extend Xavier Howard. They get Melvin Ingram on the cheap. Huge depth of running back, including Raheem Mostert. And just generally adding to that receiving core as well. So, yeah, I just think it's, it is another change at coach and offensive system for Tua. But now he's got the slew of weapons at his disposal from Hill, Waddle, Mostert, Gesicki. Uh, Cedric Wilson wasn't even mentioned there. Uh, so that's a, a system which should be designed to utilize their talents and get players open. Uh, and so as I've also mentioned, the offensive line's been greatly improved too. So this has to be it for two, uh, surely. No more free passes? No. Um, you're right. Give, giving them a bit more time should help, but so many questions around that left side power, you know, left hand, left-handed quarterback mm-hmm. thrown across his body getting it down the field. He hasn't really shown it yet that he can do it. So hopefully well, can, it's... Well, flip it around and stuff. And you can flip it's... it around, but you want, you want to get break the game. You want to be able to throw, you know, 40 yards in the air uh-huh. to Tariq. And he, this is where it's going to be because they're not going to sit like Stephen Ross and, and that they're not the kind of owners as we found out in uh-huh. other news yeah. to, to sit and wait for things. They, they kind of, break the rules to get it done. So um, if two is not able to find Hill, you know, if Hill's having to stop and mm-hmm. backpedal to get catches and stuff, then... Well, I mean, you uh, had to do that with Patrick Mahomes, but that was a different, different set of circumstances, yeah, really. cut back in. But um, this as well, like Mike McDaniel might be able to show us a different side. Tariq more like dink mm-hmm. and dunk. Yeah, but I think um, yeah, McDaniel, I reckon, will try and utilise that because it's the sort of thing that they did in San Francisco was just like creative ways to get players open. So lots of like shallow crosses, little picks here and there, um, maybe some creative uses of wide receivers on like jet sweeps and in, a, in, a, in an actual full-blown running back. You know, maybe maybe you're going to get someone like a Cedric Wilson turn into their, their Debo Samuel or something like that. Yeah, I, I think Tua needs to have like two, two and a half thousand yards after the catch for mm-hmm. the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Like it's... I don't think it's going to come from him, unfortunately. I think it's going to come from the scheme and the player, the weapons he's throwing to. Mm-hmm. As I just said before, it's mostly on the, you know, it's a two-way street. I mm-hmm. think definitely it's more leaning towards the weapons in this one. But, you know, as other players have shown, you just have to be good at the scheme, <clears throat> keep the game moving, make plays when you need to. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that his whole life, so... And he's most recently been doing it behind a really porous offensive line with very little in the way of weapons. So it's just been improved around him so much now. And the defense is still still really good too. You just got to think that, you know, th- th- there must be 
Like, there's something in this team. The only problem is that they're in the AFC, which is just an absolute slaughterhouse at the moment. So yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to, to look past that and say that this team would be like a nailed-on playoff team. But I re- they should at very least be pushing for that spot. Yeah, well, we got the Patriots, the Ravens, and then the Bills. And, you know, if they can split Patriots-Ravens, they're going to be going into that Bills game. They can't lose. Like by mm. more than like ten. Like if they, if they get blown out by the Bills, you know, it's just it's going to be horrible for them. But they could easily. The NFL is such a, you know, socialist um, experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's so close together. Like and no games. Well, most you know, twenty five of the games aren't easy. Um, no such thing as an easy game in the NFL. Yeah, so they could easily be zero and three, and then they've got the Bengals. So, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough for them, I think. Um, and it's going to be on moments of magic, breaking yeah. close games. And that's where Tua's going to have to show a bit more movement. Mm-hmm. I think he was being held back by a very good coach in Flores mm-hmm. who didn't want him to get hurt and didn't yeah. want him to move more than was required. So we'll see if Mike McDonald... I think Flores was aiming for this year to be the year. Yeah. And then he was removed from the coaching yeah. position unfairly, it seems, yeah. last year. So maybe... They bring in a full back or a tight end set, and that gives two a bit more movement behind the line mm-hmm. to do what he's good at. But you know, it's such a mystery. That's why, that's why they're a positive. You know, they've done everything else they can. Yeah. And if Tua does make the step, then they're in a great position. So. Yeah. But can they can they move the team to? The NFC. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the main main thing they want to do. Can we do a trade <laughs> with, swap with a Detroit or something? Or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. If they were trading with commanders, that'd be great. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think that they've they've done a really good job. Uh, of course, Mike Mike McDaniel's uh, come in here as a brand new head coach after only being an offensive assistant in San Francisco. Got a great vibe around him. Really hope he succeeds. But it's still very, very unproven. Um, so he better be as good a savant as he apparently seems to be. Uh, and maybe he will be one of these ones to you know, keep the Shanahan coaching tree going. I am. Um, I, I felt sorry for him because he apparently came into the Dolphins and went to like a team meeting and a lot of the players were like really upset. Mm-hmm. Didn't realise he was a black man. Didn't realise mm. he was like half... You know, half African American, mm-hmm. and he like the way he was talking and stuff. And I was like, "Oh no, I don't like this." Don't like this like, talk, mate. Like, he's, you're all right. <laughs> he's fine. Don't worry about it. But he had to like come out and talk about it on like cohort or something. So, so yeah. So, um, hopefully after that start, it gets a bit better for him. But he does have the vibe, and I think half the time with these head coaches now, you just have to have the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot about identifying with your players. I mean, of course, everyone has their own different strategy. Like, say, Bill Belichick has been operating completely differently from pretty much everyone else across the entire league, his entire career, and has had incredible success. But he can do that because he's Bill Belichick, and he's proven um, he's proven this time after time. Um, so... Yeah, but you're seeing a lot more of these nice guys coming through, or just people with really more positive attitudes, like McDaniel, like are Nathaniel they, are Hackett. They outsource the the mean stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they get someone else. Like, you you could tell him he's fired. <laughs> would you Would you tell him he's traded? I don't, I don't want to do that. Just remind me of that LinkedIn post of that CEO crying. Oh uh, yeah, after firing everyone. Oh my everyone. god. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely not fantasy talk or 
or football talk here. Uh, moving on from the Miami Dolphins and PFS most improved team are my Denver Broncos. So it's not hard to guess the main contributing factor to this jump. So moving from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson is an astronomical improvement at the most important position in sports. So who knows what version of Russell Wilson we're going to be getting here, but it is going to be better than what came before. Denver already had a really solid-looking solid roster, but uh, they really needed to boost something from that to get themselves over the hump. Uh, so Nathaniel Hackett comes in at head coach, which is a very intriguing hire, uh, but he's put some good systems together to get the best out of good and bad quarterbacks in the past. See Aaron Rodgers and Blake Bortles, respectively. Uh, Azure respectively? Evero, respectively. No. Yeah, it's respectively. That's how that works. What, are you trying to say that Blake Bortles should be the other way around? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Giro Evero, I can put the new name at defensive coordinator, is coming from the Rams, so another unknown there, but maybe from that sort of Wade Phillips coaching tree. Um, also, I think he has some sort of links to um, Vic Fangio, so... If that means anything or not, remains to be seen. Randy Gregory was the biggest pass rush acquisition of the offseason, having snatched them from under the nose of the Dallas Cowboys. DJ Jones will really fill, help fill in a gap at defensive tackle. K1 Williams is one of the better slot corners in the NFL at the moment. The question for this year is really how all these new pieces come together and gel. So, also, just want to point out for the future, do not underestimate the acquisition of the Broncos from the, sorry, by the Walton Penner Group. That could give you some pretty serious financial flexibility going forward. Thoughts on the Broncos, Darren? You said it. I feel bad that Tim Patrick won't get to play with him. I'm, I'm devastated about that. I think um, injured. He's the he's the. You might need to move for like a Will Fuller or something mm, at some point. Yes, yeah. because you with the players you've got, they're more pickpockety. I know Corton Sutton's kind of an all rounder that can moss people and mm-hmm. get open, but Tim Patrick was the deep threat. Yeah, uh, they're like the definite deep threat. So mm-hmm. the, the Van Jefferson, you got some people as well. You know, there's a couple of players that they might be able to get if teams are struggling mm-hmm. on like cheap, cheap trades and that. But yeah. um, I think they'll see how it goes mm-hmm. at the start of the year before they make that move. Yeah, unless the rosters are like they have a position open. Yeah, well, I think um, in terms of like speed receivers, you've got KJ Hamler coming back from injury, and he's fast. Uh, so I think between him and Montreal Washington, you've got two really quick, um, like you know, slot slash deep threat sort of guys. Looks like Jerry Judy is lining up as the the right wide receiver with Cortland Sutton on the left at the moment. Um, but yeah, we've got good depth at that wide receiver spot. So even though Tim Patrick has gone down, and I, I honestly thought he would have been an excellent person to have in this offense it's really unfortunate we're going to lose him for the season but we're not completely stuck by it because we've got that depth so here's a gm stewart mm-hmm. oh, about damn four. time yeah so it's about damn time if your denver broncos are mm-hmm. know, seven and two going into the trade deadline mm-hmm. and the Seahawks Seahawks are two <laughs> two and six uh-huh. if the option if they email you or call you about it what would you give up for Tyler Lockett oh for Tyler Lockett I mean I guess it depends what we've got remaining at the moment so if it's the way it is but you're really you're doing well and you've got a real shot at getting the first seed mm. in the AFC West for Tyler Lockett Oh man, I mean, 
I, I, I believe in this receiving core, and I actually don't think that we would need to go after Tyler Lockett, especially if we're sitting at 7-2 and two and our wide receivers are really clicking. Uh, if KJ Hamler is becoming the deep threat that he's supposed to be and Jerry Judy is just moving differently from everyone else, Cortland Sutton's going up and getting it. But if at that point it, another one of those receivers goes down, we might have to look at something there. But I, I don't think that you're going to get that much value out of a trade for Tyler, for Tyler Lockett. And it would cost you money as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not see the Broncos doing it. Got Mike Wilson happy, though. Well, I mean, I think... Got to keep him happy. That's a 7 to keep him happy. Tell that to Seattle five weeks <laughs> into last season. I would um, just want to kind of focus a little bit on the Broncos on the, the running backs. I just think that... Oh, yeah. Such a strong squad. You know, defence is what it is. It's a... F- Fangio originally defense and I think with the players you've been able to add and the players you haven't lost, you know, mm-hmm. addition by not subtracting, um, that's just gonna be solid. Yeah. And I think the kind of game plan on that is the the um Dallas game last year. Yeah. You know, when everything clicks and Dallas can't move down the field and you literally offer them for like three and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely there. Anytime you can do that in a game, mm-hmm. and even the Jags actually that against the Bills when they only conceded nine points. Like, if players click and you see it, mm-hmm. it gives you kind of the hope that... that there's something can, there. There's something there, and I think the Broncos got that in that game. And, um, yeah, if the defence can kind of stay relevant and... You can get Williams and Melvin Gordon working, then yeah, it's just it's a really solid team. Pity I, about I, the division I honest, here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly think that Javante Williams might be the best running back in the NFL. Ah, uh, yeah, well, that's, I, I think that's a bit of a hot take, right? Yeah, Come on, it's a silly take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like he—he's. I think he's capable of it because he's he capable. Just, he's definitely capable. He hasn't shown it yet. He so. just—he just breaks so many tackles. He is so strong. And he's, he's he was just improving throughout the course of last season, um, and I think having him and Melvin Gordon in the backfield is incredible. And of course, I'm talking about like a pure running back who's going to smash you in the mouth sort of guy. Mm. You know, he's not quite a Derrick Henry, okay? So best in the NFL is a, a stretch, right? But he's up there, I would say. Yeah, top, I, I'll I'll put him top five. I've I still after the injuries Henry's had and and um, the changes that. The Colts have made them pretty bullish on McCaffrey again. I, mm. If the man stays healthy, he's going to be at least the highest yarded weapon in the league. I think Mayfield will rely very heavily mm-hmm. on McCaffrey. And if he's not ill, yeah. <laughs> if he's not ill or shoulder or knee or hamstring or whatever it's been the last couple of years. Can we get one of those like Iron Man suits for him? Like, my he just, man. yeah, he just, you know, he can get in it with Olivia Munn and then they can just, not Olivia <laughs> Munn, Olivia Munn's, sorry, John Mulvaney. What's his name? Anyway. John McEnroe. <laughs> no, no, the, the comedian from Saturday Night Live. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. I do find that whole storyline about how Tom Brady set McCaffrey up with his partner, but didn't set up Edelman with anyone. Okay. I love that story <laughs> for just loads of reasons. But um, yeah, if you can get McCaffrey to finish games, then I think he'll be really high up there. Yeah, but, if you can finish the season, yeah, that's the the main thing, I think. But, yeah, Javante will get the options and, you know, you just use them when there's space and then 
throw Melvin Gordon into the box and then yeah. bring him back in. Yeah, that's... Wheel him out again. Yeah. Um, I think uh, on, on defence, of, of course, you're hoping that Randy Gregory can come in and be the player that he was towards the end of his time with uh, with Dallas, where he was really very disruptive in the past pass rush game. Uh, you got Bradley Chubb on the other side, who we're still waiting to really become that player that we feel he can be. It's just not quite getting there yet. Um, and then I think the introduction of Nick Benito as well um, as just like a situational full-blown pass rusher. I'm excited to see what he can do mm. because he was just so disruptive in college, even more so than any other uh, player in this year's draft. So I'm, I'm excited to see him as well as to see what PS2, that's Patrick Sertan the second, can do in his second season because he was very, very good last year. He's been looking pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to that. And, of course, you've got Justin Simmons back there. I think he was number, like, 71 or 81 or something like that on top 100. So that means absolutely nothing. He's better than that. Um, but, yeah, there's there's some hope with this team. If it all clicks, could be special. But that's a big if. Yeah, Got to wait and see what happens with it. Uh, another team who has improved, the Indianapolis Colts. Slow start to the season last year, followed by a meltdown against the Jaguars at the, the very last hurdle, was the only reason the Colts didn't make the playoffs with Carson Wentz last year. Moving on from Wentz, and somehow getting something back for him, was always going to be the right call. Uh, he just wasn't playing well, uh, aside from how things looked in the box score. Now Matt Ryan gets a chance to work with a solid offensive line and some interesting offensive weapons for the first time since 2017. Now. I really like the look of wide receiver Alec Pierce. Uh, he should begin to form a nice one-two punch with Michael Pittman on the other side. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is still your focal point, which will take a lot of pressure off the passing game. Stephon Gilmore has something left in the tank, I believe, and can really come in and help out that, that cornerback group. Also, Yannick Ngakwe only knows how to speed rush, but he's really good at it. Um, and, of course, that's on top of, uh, you know, just... Other players coming back, like Paris Campbell, if he can finally get it together and you know stay healthy, that guy's a, a real interesting gadget to have in that in that team. So I'd be interested to see what Frank Reich and Marcus Brady can dream up for him. If you mind just to put it all together, still a really good looking offensive line. Obviously, Quentin Nelson's your main anchor in there. Ryan Kelly in the center. Braden Smith out right. Um, you know, it's maybe not quite as strong as it was previously, but it's still miles better than. Matt Ryan's been dealing with in Atlanta for several years now. And the defense, still looking pretty good too. You've got um, Darius, now Shaquille Leonard, um, having a bit of a concern with his ankle, which is somehow linked to his back. Uh, it's a really that weird sounds, one. Sounds pretty familiar to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be looking for Alexa Quitty Pay to have a step up. DeForest Buckner's still in there. It just looks like it's a team that. You know, it might be a little on the edge here, but I really like what they've been doing this offseason. It's everything right. Yeah, and if you look at the way some teams have been building their roster and, you know, this kind of Rams style, Saints style where, you know, you want stars. You know, Star you want heavy. the players on Madden with a star underneath them. And if you think about it, you know, you get Jonathan Taylor, you get... Um, you better find another one, Darren. 
Oh my god. <laughs> um, example to DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, Stephen Gilmore. You know, they have they picked up the stars. Quentin Nelson was the one I was thinking of. I was mm-hmm. like, gonna call him Zachary Nelson for some reason. <laughs> and thinking of Zach Martin. Zach Martin, yeah. So having stars, the issues is that the star you have at quarterback is fading. Mm-hmm. But so True. is Stafford. So oh, is it Whoa. is it fading <laughs> that has it faded too much? To bring it back, or is he going to be enough of a star with that Colts team to win them games? They're in the weakest division, mm. um, so they should have a few. You know, you'd hope they'd have a few gimmies to to kind of see what they can get out of it. But I do think there may be a I don't know. It's hard to say, but like a Nodell, or you know, there's there's a mm, yeah. star. They're missing a. They're missing that that, that one more wide part, receiver. Maybe. Like, well, like that, that's that's the thing. Like if Alec Pierce comes in and is that guy, that like you know the, the deep threat that they can have on the other side of Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell's running weird routes all in the middle. I just don't. Yeah, I, I get like Alec. It's a lot to put on Alec Pierce because I, I mm-hmm. still think like you need someone that's been there, like the Bills with Diggs or yeah, or the Vikings with Phelan. You know, like you still you still need someone that is used. To winning and used to being in mm-hmm. good spots and playoff games and and finding space on the field and I just don't know if you can put that on a rookie like I mean there's it, a lot of dead yardage with yeah. rookies so I, you're kind of hoping that <laughs> some of those yards will be first downs and there's vital third downs yeah, of course it's it's relatively rare that wide receiver like wide receivers come in as rookies and hit the ground running but it has been happening more and more lately. With like so Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase absolutely destroying people last season. Uh, Alec Pierce, I don't think will hit those sorts of levels, but if he can get in there and you know be up in like the seven hundred yard category, then he's done very well for himself in the first season. I think that's perfectly capable, um, especially with Matt Ryan at quarterback. Now I think Matt Ryan, the difference from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan, first of all, you know just, just in, in terms of you play, but as a as a leader. I think Matt Ryan is going in there. He is like talking people through things. He's getting them all acting like professionals, and people respect him for it. Whereas I don't think Carson Wentz was quite commanding that respect anymore. No. I think that there's, there seems to be this thing about Carson now that he's just rubbing people the wrong way and sticking to himself and things like that. Like I, I wanted him to succeed. So much because of what well, he did with a, Philadelphia. He's but a it's just Dakota a boy who's made a lot of money. And mm-hmm. you hear him talk and it's like, you know, he probably does study the tape a lot and he probably is really good in practice, but he just kind of gives the vibe that he wants to be duck hunting and he wants to be mm. on the on the ranch. <laughs> like he doesn't really want to be living in the city. He doesn't really want to be there. Like, mm. And I think even if he's only giving that vibe, it does seem to rub teams the wrong way, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, you want someone to come in and just be like, this is what I do, this is what I live, this is what I breathe, this is where I'm going to be for the next three years. Mm-hmm. You've got me for 60, 70 hours a week. And mm. Yeah. We're going to win it. some games. I would say that Matt Ryan's three wins. And if they were just off making the playoffs last year, yeah, I think they can find those wins to make it this year. This, this is a good, like, it, it makes the Colts better this season but it's not going to solve their long-term quarterback problem. No. 
And looking at the other ones, he's about 38 or something like that. I think okay. it's about he's 35, like, why not? You know, yeah. played another seven years. Other, other, other quarterbacks in the rosters. It feels very serendipitous that Nick Foles is on there still. Uh, Sam Ellinger, um, but you know, just, you're not going to see much from him, I don't think. And Jack Cohn. So, yeah, it's, it's Matt Ryan's team. Definitely, yeah. there's, well, no, there's no, no question about that. There's no point in even that. trying to... What's the point in bringing them in if you're going to put them in this silly quarterback battle? It was like half the battle with the Jags was that they didn't give um, Trevor Lawrence the first team playbook until like two weeks before the season because he was in a quarterback battle. Yeah. Him. And it's like, <laughs> no, he isn't. Like, just give him the bloody like, playbook. Don't be stupid. It's like you <laughs> stopped him from studying for seven weeks just as some, like, ceremonial thing. It's like, Gardner Minshew, you'll be fine. Like, yeah. You know, like... um. So, yeah, so... Matt Ryan, QB1. You may as well just not have any other QBs on the roster because, like, if he's, <laughs> he's injured, it's done, it's done. Um, he could have doubled it up and paid the third round for Jimmy G and had both of them and just been like... No, no, no. Got it. Just leave, leave it with Matty Ice um, if that's... If but he's there, you know, anymore. he's there. That's the thing. Like, There's going to be quarterbacks there like, that you can bring in if he gets injured, but he doesn't get injured. Ma- Matt Ryan, I think, he has been rested. really holding those Atlanta Falcons up for a number of years now. He was like the only player of, of our time. It was just him and Julio Jones, it seemed. Um, and just the, the, the depth, especially in that offensive line, everything just crumbled after that Super Bowl, and they became awful on defense as well. Atlanta Falcons, one of the weakest rosters over the last little while. Whereas the Colts have had a really good roster, but since Andrew Luck retired, they've just not had that quarterback. So they may well be both going in the the wrong direction in terms of like the roster is weakening slightly and Matt Ryan is also weakening slightly. So they're not at the peak of their powers, but combined, I think that they're going to become a little bit greater than some of their parts. Yeah. Okay. Now, to the negatives. And um, my one at the top here is just so clear. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they, they blew it up. They did it, Aaron. They blew it up. You idiots. You blew it up. With either Drew Locke or Geno Smith helming this ship, I can't see much less than disaster on the horizon. Uh, Chris Carson retired because of a neck injury, but uh, you know Kenneth Walker comes in as a rookie and maybe looks a bit explosive, so he'll battle Rashad Penny for whatever that's worth. Is that a penny? <laughs> Look, the receiver group is still good at the top with Lockett and Metcalf, but it gets thin pretty quickly after that. Noah Fant still has potential at tight end. The offensive line looks rough. Uh, They did put a first rounder into Charles Cross, and he could end up being really good, but the rest is just questionable. And the depth is just even worse. Um, On defense, outside of Quandre Diggs, maybe some Jordan Brooks and... Shelby Harris, I'm not liking this one bit. Oh, and Jamal Adams is there, but he probably does more harm than good these days. Thoughts on the Seahawks, Darren? And are you really sure that you want to commit to liking this as your team in replacement of the Browns? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said you like pain, because if so, then you're really lining yourself up this for a doozy here. might be too much, but anyway. Um, Have I just talked you out of it? <laughs> I don't know, it's really bad. I feel like I'm talking you down off a ledge right now, Darren, because you're you're staring into the abyss if you're following the Seahawks at the moment. Oh, Titan 2 is all this, look. Oh my yep. god. Lockett, Marquise Goodwin. 
Mm-hmm. He wasn't good enough for the Bears. Yeah, he's he was quick. Um, I don't know how quick Kate he is now. John? Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, this team is uh, not. I don't even know. Like, what are you might do with that? Like, play Jacob Easton and just wind it down. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob right. Easton's from Seattle. Why not just play him? You know, like, he the played home, for Washington. Hometown kid. Let's like he, really put him through the ringer so he, he never gets a job again. He might be, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, there's nothing he can achieve this year other than the picks. But, like, is it worth that much pain for the first overall pick? Like, what are they going to, like, who are they? You'd have to really hope. They'd be aiming for, like, a Bryce Young next year or something like that. But, of course, they've got uh, additional first-round picks as well. Um, so I think so. Do we give them? I think we give them multiple. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'd be anticipating that, that would be the case. They, they they needed to work on that offensive line as well. I mean, like they they could really have a master stroke if they hit next year, but it's there's a lot of holes on this this depth chart here, and um, yeah, I just don't don't like the look of it at all. Like on the offensive line, you're hoping that. Charles Cross comes in and contributes right away, which is a big ask because tackles usually take a couple of years to develop. It's not saying that they don't, but when you've got Damian Lewis next to him, and hmm? you'd be leaving him on an island the whole game, like yeah, it's like Damian Lewis uh, is obviously taking some time out of his acting career to go in a left guard. You got Austin Blythe, Gabe Jackson is probably the, the the best one you've got in there, and Jake Curran is your right tackle. Just. Ooh, I don't, I don't like it at all, and I feel so bad for the the Denver players who had to go over in that trade, going from a team that's just like, yeah, we just got Russell Wilson to like a, oh, we just gave up Russell Wilson, oh, that's 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 smart. I feel particularly bad for Shelby Harris because I really liked him in particular. Um, yeah, you and just, you just look at the, the whole bunch of players in this team, like first, first rounds like L. J. Collier, who isn't even top in his position on the depth chart and in fact he's moved moved positions now as well he's just a complete bust this is a you know a Colts after Peyton kind of vibe oh and 16 could well be I mean I, I in, in the NFL you don't you'd often say that you know teams can still win games because they'll just they'll show up on a particular day they'll they'll play above themselves or the other team plays below themselves or there's just certain matchups that aren't working well for them. It's hard to lose all of your games in the NFL, which is why it's only ever happened once. So let's go, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just looking at this team. Like I say, there's there's some some good weapons there in terms of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, uh, for Shad Penny. And Kenny Walker come in and they end up actually doing something. Then yeah, okay, good, but. I think that teams are really going to beat up on that offensive line. So, if we said that maybe there are three, oh, 17 games, so four and 13 team now, mm-hmm. which is generous. I think it is. What's the additional value if it was Mayfield? And what's the additional, <laughs> what's the additional value if it was Russell Wilson? Oh, like that was, squad is mm. so bad, and it would have been that bad with Wilson. Like they, well, like, I think they have, they haven't tried to sign players in mm. free agency, but that's their core. They but, haven't had any picks for like three years. The thing is, like Russell Wilson's been behind bad offensive lines in Seattle for a long time, anyway. So 
he's used to just running around playing backyard football a lot and buying time for himself, which does often lead to sacks, but he's got to do something, I think. Um, so, you know, he, he, would, he would still be worth more wins than Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Like, he, he figures ways to get these things done, especially when you've got wide receivers out there, which can cut, which can paper up some cracks in your offensive line. But, yeah, like, Baker Mayfield, hard to say. You still, like, nobody knows quite what Baker Mayfield is, um, but he's better than Geno Smith and Drew Locke by a, by a sizable margin anyway. He'd be a couple of wins. Russ, I reckon, would drag this team kicking and screaming to 500. You guys should go 17 now. You better believe it. <laughs> Get excited! Alright, we'll try not to be too negative with other teams for too long because... Oh, we better only spend like two minutes on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite a bit of negativity on this next one too. Um, but yeah, we, we got hard out because we've got to go to football and I've got to drive my car and find somewhere nearby. Uh, the Chicago Bears, Matt Aberflus comes in at head coach and boy does he have his work out for him. Darnell Mooney is currently the number one wide receiver and the rest are usually number threes at best. Also, they're all injured right now. So they're going to need the likes of Vilas Jones Jr. who's um, about, what is he, a rookie at 33 or something. Uh, he'll need him to get hot right away. The offensive line consists of journeyman Riley Reef, and then a whole bunch of ham and eggers after that. On defense, you got the aforementioned Roquan Smith demanding to get paid or traded. Robert Smith, sorry, Robert Quinn, not Robert Smith from The Cure, uh, has been pretty good, but the rest, again, just look below average or past their best, a la Eddie Jackson. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, looking at this roster, I think this one could even be potentially worse than the Seattle Seahawks. But, should be, uh, but I feel better about to quarterback. Be. Yeah. This was designed to be worse, mm. except they have the young quarterback, so mm-hmm. they're in a much better spot. But um, I just don't understand, like, why keep Robert Quinn and Riley Reef like at this point? Why not just trade both of them for value? Well, I think they did. They not only just get Riley Reef in from Cincinnati. Flip him. got him on a free agency. <laughs> flip him. And the get, fact, like, the fact that get Riley like Reef... a fourth round pick or something. Because like, what's the point? Riley Reef is apparently their their best. Oh, he is. He was like, oh, wasn't he like wa- Washington's like right tackle? Oh, he's been around. Yeah, he's like, one of these guys you'll pay a bit more money for because you'll come and he'll do a job sort yeah, of. There'll for be you. teams that will need that later in the year. Like maybe the Robert Quinn. though, I don't see the point in having him at all. Like he could do a massive job on a somewhere championship else, yeah. team. So I know you got to pay. You know, it's a salary cap. That's players it, have to be paid. So and he, he you have to have paid. players on your teams. It's like you were saying about Roquan. Just pay him because. You've got the space to, and mm-hmm. you can deal with it later. Front it, like yeah. do what the Forty Nine did with Jimmy G. Like front the contract. You haven't got much expenses right now, so make it cheap at the end, and you can trade him to someone else. You may as well, because yeah, that's he's. For it. If he goes, what Max gone and Smith's gone, so that's what their last four first round picks. Oh, Rob, no, Rob, no. What are you talking about, Robert Quinn? No, Roquan goes, Matt goes, yeah. Fields will be their only pick, first round pick in the last what four years? I think so. Because they yeah. traded free for Mac and then they got Roquan, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, like, that's that's not great. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a team that's been rather poorly run for quite some time. 
It's like and thinking they were going to win it with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, yeah. oh, let's go all in on getting a defense. It's like, no. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the addition of Luke Getze, offensive coordinator, but I think he's going to have an awful lot to, to like really build up based on this. He's going to try and find a way to utilize these guys. Like, he's got, and, and Kill Harry is there now, like, having come over from the Patriots in a, in a trade for some reason. Um, He's just. I, I just don't see how this can go particularly well when you've got Equinemius St. Brown as your second wide receiver. Could be good. Byron Pringle as your slot. Uh, he won't be good. Um, someone called Daz Newsom is in there as well. It's a good name. Strong name. The, uh, mm. I, I did enjoy the pictures of uh, Getsy and, and Fields looking lovingly into each other's eyes mm-hmm. after they scored on Matt Nagy. <laughs> they seem to really enjoy that, and there's lots <laughs> of pictures of it. Um, I would say we don't know about St. Brown because, you know, Aaron Rodgers historically takes one look at someone doesn't like them, doesn't throw them ball. So, you know, like Amon Amon Ra did well. So maybe maybe the older brother can get a new lease of life as getting more targets, but it's a big ask. (laughs) It's a huge ask. So the whole squad is a huge ask. You know, they don't really have any, like, solid players that have been there and done it so yeah I think this team is in trouble um, and like they, they weren't like they were quite bad last year but they still got they still showed something whereas I think this year has just been such a like a step back even from that that it just becomes a problem now we'll move on next one here now here's the one that people are going to at me about if they're going to do it for anything but the Green Bay Packers now hear me out still a very good team yes but this is a totally different kind of negativity, though. So the Packers are still a really good team, but the glaring weakness that they've had for quite some time just got a whole lot more glaring. So this obviously has to start with the trade of Devante Adams. So the Packers offered him the same money to stay, but he just had enough and wanted to go play with his old college roommate in Vegas. So Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins are your current starting wideouts uh, with Christian Watson, the Highly drafted player with uh, big upside potential and blazing speed and size. Doesn't look ready yet. Now, let's just sort of go with the hype train here and say that Romeo Dubs is everything that he seems to be right now in training camp. That's it's a fourth round pick and you're expecting an awful lot from him to come in and be Devante Adams right away. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be some real growing pains here, and like even if Bob Tunyon comes back and is is great at tight end, I, I reckon you're going to be forcing it into places that isn't really ready for it. Um, so obviously it is Aaron Rodgers. You're probably going to start seeing Aaron Jones used as a wideout a lot more at the backfield with AJ Dillon in there. The Packers are lucky to be in the NFC North, uh, so they'll probably still make it. 10 plus wins and take the division but on paper I could see them getting there and then getting rinsed could have had Justin Jefferson and George Pickens instead you have Love and <laughs> Watson so yeah yeah, it's a big difference um, and it's a lot on the GM and I think if they are poor and they can't get the ball can't move the ball down the field especially in adverse weather and stuff like mm. they're tending to find at the end of the season, it's going to come back on the GMs because 
what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? I I think the Devontae thing was he had done everything he could. He literally tweeted it was the last dance right at the start of the year. I think he mm. always knew he was going to move to yeah to play with Derek Carr. It was probably something they'd decided years before. And that happens in the NBA a lot, but not mm. so much in the NFL. Yeah. But... Because it's not as easy to manufacture that sort of change in the NFL. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like, Christian Watson, what is he? Like, he hasn't been jumping off the page. They could have had pickings. Mm. Like, it's that whole, like, he was from a small school, but the the measurables were, were crazy. I think... It's, it's taken a swing on potential here. It's just like, you could have done this with something a little bit more secure Less, previously. Yeah. You know, like you said, like you could have had Justin Jefferson in this team with Aaron Rodgers. How crazy would that have been? Also, he would have been there with Devontae Adams at the same time. Well, I just think, my, my thing is, like I, I get it, and you kind of want to get the Bill Belichick kind of stuff occasionally where you get the smaller school guys and you get them and they're really good. But mm-hmm. we have seen in the last five years that... Clout matters. Mm. Big school names like get someone from LSU, get someone from Alabama, trade mm. up and get, you know, someone that's actually won the championship or, or had thousands of yards. Going, I will get the guy whose measurables are quite are amazing, but he's been at a small school and he's got no targets. It's like just go and get Judy, just go and get Williams, just go and get the Ohio State boys. Like why? They just seem to have this. We don't like Aaron, so we're just not gonna <laughs> get him someone with a big name. Like Talk, talking about the uh, the whole small schooler with big potential thing. I think it's probably gonna work with a nice little segue into our next section for the widest variance, which we're probably gonna have to do because we've got a hard out in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers, I think, have a pretty wide variance here. So they've been dangerous for the past few years. But injuries and inconsistent quarterback play have haunted them the entire time. The defense is still solid. Nick Bosa is the primary weapon there. A few players have moved on free agency and there have been some concerns about the defensive backs. Uh, I do like the pick of of Traverius Ward, but I've never been a big Emmanuel Mosley fan on the other side. On offense, Kyle Shanahan is still running the show and has Brandon Ayuk really showing up. Debo Samuel looks incredible and he's re-signed. Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in the league. George Kittle's incredible. They have all these weapons at their disposal. But the question mark is, what is Trey Lance? When is Trey Lance? When is Trey Lance? How? (laughs) Where is Trey Lance? Where on earth? San Francisco, hopefully. Um, So the guy seems like he has all the tools. And we've seen them flash. But, yep, small school indeed. uh, Coming out of North Dakota State. But can he pull it all together consistently and perhaps even have a Josh Allen level of progression? It's not something we've seen a whole lot of and he's been kept under wraps a lot. So at the moment, we don't know. The quarterback position is so important, Darren. Is this going to... This is make or break for the 49ers, isn't it? Because they gave up a lot to get him. It really is. And I think he literally needs to be like Mahomes level of explosion otherwise they're going to do everything they can to get Tom Brady next year. Mm. <laughs> like, I just, like, it's got to, he's got to come straight out. It's got to be 400-yard games. Like, there's just, he's got the weapons. The team's right there. Yep. I, I've said to you many times, I think, like, I would just 
Jimmy G gets you the Super Bowl, gets you to NFC Championship games. I just, I would just keep Jimmy G. I just don't see the point in wait, wasting a year to find out. what If Trey Lance didn't show you in the games he played, I just don't know if he's going to show it now. Like, it's gonna, like, at least Josh Allen had games where he looked like Rodgers, that game against the Packers in the rain. And he this wasn't in year his, one, though, was it? It was like start of year two, mm. and he looked amazing. And it's like, oh, it's, but it's this there. is this is the start of Trey Lance's year two, and he wasn't really utilized much in year one. He didn't have, he wasn't shown. So like, this could still be the greatest quarterback of all time, just waiting to happen. I, but yeah, yeah exa- exactly. <laughs> that is a like hyperbole to the highest degree. So. I think if they, like, if he, he, could, he could be really slightly good. had that, they would have done something about it. Well, maybe they just needed to wait. Otherwise, Nate Sudfeld's there. Uh, Brock Purdy. Oh, Jimmy Purdy. G will be traded soon. Baylor Elite. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a great roster. It's one of the, one of the strongest rosters in the NFL. They maybe missed out on a couple of players in that um, the defensive backfield. Jimmy Ward's still there. Thochevarius Ward, Darquez Denard. But yeah, that Emmanuel Mosley one's worrying for me. Um, but yeah, they've got players at each level. They'd be hoping for Javon Kinlaw to step up here. Um, Did you kind of think about but, their their depth? Because Brandon Ayuk doesn't... Kyle Shan doesn't super seem that keen on Ayuk. And he like, mm. That was a big thing from last yeah. year. Though apparently, once again, oh, he's tearing up in trading camp. Yeah, but he also told he all the media to leave when he was having a meeting with Ayuk, so mm, mm. I don't know if he might be a trade candidate at some point. May well be. Bears, there you go. There's somebody you can go and grab. <laughs> oh, man, don't go putting him in there. That's I am unfair. Swap him for Robert Quinn. Mm. Um, I I like the 49ers. Yeah. I think they've got a couple of easy wins against the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Ooh, ooh, doing the Cardinals dirty like that right off the bat. Yeah, I could have had them. You made this out of them in negative. But we don't <laughs> have time to go into my thoughts. We can do the mm. Cardinals near the season because I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, But they should get three or four kind of easy, not easy, but like, you know, win, wins that kind of set them up. an easy win. I know, but they should get a few wins that set them up, and then it's going to be the big games against yeah. them, against the Rams. Um, that you kind of see where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another team with um, you know, big variance potential is another team with a question at quarterback, and that's the New Orleans Saints. So Dennis Allen takes the reins. Defense still looks fire with the likes of Marshawn Lattimore, CD Juice, Marcus Davenport, Cam Jordan, and the newly acquired Tyron Matthew coming home to. Louisiana on offense Michael Thomas comes back they give up picks to grab the highly touted wide receiver Chris Olave out of uh, Ohio State Jarvis Landry is now your slot guy the offensive line is still solid so what's not to like uh, we should probably just call him the variance as Jameis Winston is the biggest wild card in the NFL right now does he continue to be safe or do you kind of let him loose with these weapons and just kind of watch the fireworks in the backfield, of course, Alvin Kamara, incredible weapon. Uh, it's probably a bad way to put it because he's really not <laughs> not doing himself any favours with the media at the moment. But he's still slated to start. But he may be having a suspension coming as well, perhaps six games. But yeah, it's that Jameis Winston thing in the backfield there. What is he going to be? If he is good, then this could be a really good 
team? Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> Maybe. Um, this is what we're saying. The variance is uh, ridiculous. I, I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that uh, New Orleans can work it out. Um, I think they've got the best, uh, like one of the best like all round rosters, but it's that it's that quarterback yeah, thing. Yeah, and Vince Lombardi's like always been pretty good with getting the most out of his quarterbacks when he's been coach or offensive lineman or just quarterbacks guru. Well, Wilson, Jameis Winston, Winston didn't look that bad before he got injured. No, it was no. a bad injury. Like it was, mm-hmm. it kind of derailed their season, and they still managed to win quite a few games. Regardless, like with Taysom Hill, quarterback was the worst thing. Though it was really awful. <laughs> it's yeah. just really awful to look at. But he he's back, being listed as a tight end again. He's better there. Like he's such a gadget player. Like he can do so much. Mm. Like he's not going to play quarterback and play gunner. And gunner's probably his best spot. He used to make so many plays mm. in the kick game. Um, Oh, as long as Ian Book doesn't see the field, I think is what we're going <laughs> to I'm like terrified. I'm going to go to this game on. Yeah, I'm going to go to this game. It's going to be Ian Book versus Kellermond. But that's okay. Um, if we go to the stars thing again, the you know, you want stars to so you can win games. Mm-hmm. You can't get much more star power than Cameron Jordan and Tyron Matthew and Martian Lama. Yeah. And you can't get much more than, you know, you know um, Eric Mc... Oh, even like... They're, Offensive line, offensive Ryan Ramchick. Like, Ryan Ramchick, yeah, like, um, you know, I think mm. Taysom has a really, really good tight end. Like, if he if they play him properly, like mm-hmm. he'll make such a big difference. And Trevor Penning's the highest was the highest graded player in all of preseason this week. Preseason means nothing, but you know he's mm-hmm. starting fights and yeah, apparently he, uh, he started like four he, fights in three days. He apparently loves playing football as he can assault people legally. That's uh, that's his his real like actual quote. So watch out for him getting suspended come week yeah, four. Yeah, I'm so interested because I think if Marquis Callaway had said that he wouldn't be on the team anymore. Yeah, so. that's a different sort of thing, so, isn't it? So yeah, um, I don't know, like Michael Thomas. Yeah, there's variants. Like, what is Michael Thomas? Who is Michael? Where is Michael mm-hmm. Thomas? Like, he if he's himself. Then he's a star. Yeah, he's like who the Colts need. Yeah, and there's there's good depth in that receiving core as well. By the way, because yeah, you've got De- De- Deontay Harty, yeah. uh, previously Deontay Harris, uh, Traquan Smith is flashed. Marquez Callaway has been big from time to time. Um, apparently, Kevin White is making big plays in training oh, camp. Kevin yeah. White every time. <laughs> Go back to Buffalo, Kevin. Yeah, um, and a lot. So there's something there. Yeah, who, I'm, I'm interested to see how Chris Olave like Chris Olave could be. Like an offensive rookie of the year candidate right off the bat. Or it could be rubbish, because he's a rookie, we don't know yet. Anyway, five minutes on the, on yeah. the Eagles. And the left. Okay, yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles. So I could probably have put them into the most improved teams tier here as well, but there's still a question which looms large to me. So the additions, all-pro A.J. Brown, Olympic hurdler Devon Allen, absolute freak show in Jordan Davis, the best player on a crazy Georgia defense in the Kobe Dean. All of these sound like they could have massive upside. The potential of Jordan Davis in particular is just totally through the roof. But <laughs> he has to prove that he can actually play football at the right level. But of course, the main question once again, and I'm sensing a theme here, is a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is the question I'm alluding to earlier. So can he become a better passer? Will he maintain his running usage while he does that? And can he get just get that balance right? 
And can he actually utilize the presence of A.J. Brown? Do you want me to give you my hot take that I gave you about three weeks ago? Do it. Here and now. Uh, Eagles or Jimmy G is a NFC Championship Super Bowl team. Nice hot take. It's a spicy meatball. Because they need security. They need control. They need to be able to march up and down the field. And he hasn't... Hurts has been good in fantasy. He's getting a lot of mm-hmm. garbage time touchdowns and stuff like that. But he hasn't really controlled a game from start to finish. And that's what they need. They need... They need him to do that, and if he can do that, they're going to be really good. Because I bet you, I, it's not hard. Nicobe Dean is like I would say probably the most like game changing defensive player, like straight away mm. coming into a team, and he was injured and he lied about it, and it's his fault, and that's why he's not getting paid good money, and yep. he's got to accept mm-hmm. that. But on this team, he is the potential to be an absolute game wrecker, mm. like massive game wrecker. Um and and that's behind a team that already includes already on had. defense Josh Sweat, Kazir White, Sam Reddick's in there, uh, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams was actually really good as well. They, they've got an awful lot up front there. Uh, in in the defensive backfield, you Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox is coming up as well. They what? just signed James Bradbury, which is not incredible, but it's a lot of depth there as well. What? happens if Devin Allen can catch 40-yard bombs. He's then, the fastest player in the NFL. Yeah. Devon, Devon Allen uh, very nearly like broke world records lately and stuff as well. So very interesting addition. Um, and I'm, but I'm when you have a squad like this, mm-hmm. you can... Well, how are, are you can use like the, the legend for this, but you can take swings because you have mm-hmm. the room to do so. And God, if I was the Eagles and I'm free and free... Mm-hmm. You're going to give up that third round pick for Yeah, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm going to go get myself someone who can throw the ball. Who can be a natural quarterback. Um, Unless Hurts is really good. Mm-hmm. Look, look, you can say Preston does not matter. The first half, Hurts, Davis, and Nicobe Dean were amazing. And hopefully mm-hmm. for the Eagles fans, that continues because they have the chance in a very weak division... Yeah, in absolutely. a really weak conference. Yeah, to put themselves there. And if I was the Rams or the Bucks, I want to be playing this team in the championship game. It would be a bit, especially worrying. if you're away. Yeah, and then if I'm, it doesn't matter how strong the AFC is. It's a Super Bowl's one game. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is. Eagles have a really unexpected chance to do some stuff this year. And in saying this, they're probably going to go 0-6, but that's why they're in the variance <laughs> section. But keep but an like, eye out on yeah. them, guys. Yeah, exactly. Like I think um, on an offensive line, you've got Jordan Mailata has been incredible. Landon Dickerson's looking real good. Jason Kelsey's still one of the best centres in the league. Lane Johnson going to come back in at right tackle. Looks good. Um, but yeah, again, offensive just, line's full of stars. Eh? Like, yeah. Cam Jurgens apparently. Does it Andre Dillard, don't they? They do still have Andrew Dillard. He's their their backup left tackle at this point. Um, it's never quite worked out for him just he yet. Tore his peck before he even got a chance last year. So. Yeah, yeah. Of course, in the quarterback room at the moment, you do still have Gardner Minshew. Yeah, my boy. Uh, you also do have Carson Strong, uh, if you like having a statue back there. Uh, just, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Um, but, yeah, again, variance down at the quarterback. That's it. Oh. It's what it is. 
Well, variants. I'd start Sam Howell ahead of Carson Wentz. That's another conversation for another pod. Yeah, and uh, and that's all she wrote, or rather, to the point that's all that I wrote down. So all that. Thank you for doing all that prep strip. Yeah, you're you're welcome. It's about time I get some thanks around here. Uh, oh, oh, my my my, my pizza. Uh, was that is that ready yet? Yeah, I think after that podcast that the Athletic released, I think I can now pay up on my Andrew Luck. Yeah, um, pizza bet about him coming back. Yeah, don't don't think it's happening there. He also has lost like fifty pounds and doesn't look like a quarter an NFL. He looks like a normal person now, not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, so. yeah. So I think he's uh, he's he's done. We'll we'll give him that one. Yeah. Thank you for everything, Andrew. Yes, we, we we enjoyed you while you were here, Andrew. You were fantastic. Anyway, thank you all very much for joining us. It's great to be back. Hopefully, we'll be able to start uh, really ramping these up as we uh, near the beginning of the season. But remember, it is still just next preseason week for our play to play. Yeah. Review of every preseason game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to analyze every catch of Kevin White in uh, New Orleans training camp. The fact he even gets on the field voids preseason. Yeah, so. send him back to Chicago. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you guys. next time. See you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.